0: To
1: all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For we invite you to the next episode of the United When indiscreetly and all doorless
2: changing. Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your Far From Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. We are both both based in Wisconsin. We're about an hour and a half away from each other. Sure, two hours, hour and a half. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, But we both have really long treks out to uh, Florida to go to Disney. So we decided to make a podcast about how we feel being so far away from Disney. And we think that there's some people out there that are in our same boat. So we're going to go over a couple of things today. First of which, planning tips. What's something that you need to bring to Disney or some type of idea that you have for Disney. Brian, what's your first tip?
1: Well, the one thing I tell everyone, whenever they come to me and ask me about Disney uh, and I'm sure you are the same way when you talk to people that you are the expert, right? Everyone else wants to know your information. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So everything I always tell everyone, you don't have to pay $4 for a bottle of water. Yes. It's so easy to go get free ice water from anywhere. Oh, um, totally. If they have, if they have so fountain sodas, you can get free ice water. Now, they're going to give you the small cup. If you don't want to mess around with that, find a Starbucks. <laughs> and they're going to have the best water anyway because of how they filter their water in the Starbucks. So, yeah. there's a Starbucks in every park. Go find a Starbucks. They'll give you free water, a very large one if you want
2: one. And those cups are pretty cool, too, because it's the, um, I think it's like the small world design. And they're like specially designed for uh, for those cups. So, they're, they're, they're pretty cool keepsake anyways, even though they're like um, paper or plastic.
1: Yeah, they're the cheap plastic ones, but they have cool designs on them, so it might be worth keeping. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Water hack. Very important to stay hydrated in Florida, especially with how hot it gets.
1: Absolutely. Very important. I think it's the most important thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You hear about people dropping a lot, especially in the summer.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. My big tip, uh, and this is kind of more of a, uh, like traveling around the parks. Uh, people like to talk about fanny packs and stuff like that. My my big hack for that is a string backpack. Uh, this is for a couple of different reasons. One, it's... People will talk about bringing entire backpacks. I just think that's just a little too bulky for me for uh, walking around a park, especially it's hot and it's Florida and there's so many things to do and it can just kind of get cumbersome if you're wearing this giant backpack full of stuff, which is why string backpacks for me work so much better because they're light. um, They don't really take up that much space depending on how much you put into them. And they're really easy to stow in in different areas like if you're on a roller coaster you have to use that that mesh bag and you just put it in there it's really easy to put places something that i always have in there are ponchos so really it's just a string bag and ponchos and anything else that if i buy something small i put in there so that's that's my big big tip if you want to have something in the park that you can store things in especially if it's going to rain because you're going to need ponchos and you don't want to buy those uh, expensive disney ponchos then you're going to have to have something that you can put stuff into a uh, string bag is my go to bag of choice for going to disney
1: well, i'm going to call shenanigans on you because <laughs> with three kids there's no way i'd fit what we need into a string bag
2: Accurate. Accurate. This is just a, uh, uh, just me. Uh, I don't, I haven't gone to the parks often by myself, but, um, if it's just me and a couple people, then I can just throw some ponches in there, a string bag and call it a day.
1: Uh, so I've been with my kids. I've gone with just my wife and she is a photographer on the side as well. So for her to go, she needs to have her camera.
0: Oh yeah. For me to have
1: my kids, I can have snacks. And this last <laughs> trip we took, we needed filtered water bottles because, again, I was not going to pay four dollars for a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. So Starbucks is not always nearby. So I bought the Brita filtered water bottles. Oh, so nice. I need more room. I found a very nice Vans uh, Sorcerer Mickey Mickey Mouse backpack that worked really well. Very- so string bags are great. <laughs> Unless you have kids (laughs) and maybe (laughs) listener, maybe, you know, better than me. Maybe you can fit everything into a string bag or maybe you have, you know, what, if you have a stroller, then you're set.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, that, that definitely comes into play as how many people are coming with you to the parks and how many things you plan on bringing into the parks. Um, if it's something simple like some ponchos and and some some snacks or something, then string bag would be great. Uh, if you have to bring a bunch of other things, then a backpack would probably be your best bet. So next, uh, we'd like to talk about some aspects about Disney that keep us coming back. We're going to call this the reviewing segment. We don't really have that much to review right now, uh, but we're going to kind of talk about some big ideas that, that we love about Disney and some, some um, kind of big picture things here. My big picture thing is uh, having everything all in one place. And it's really cool how Disney kind of has their own type of infrastructure of how the roads work and the road signs and everything. That's probably one of the, uh, my happiest moments is when I start to see Disney road signs that's how you know that you've made it, and I get really excited when I see that. And and they're and they're everywhere, everywhere that you go. The- I
1: completely agree with you. When you're driving on to property, whether you go under the big sign or not, mm-hmm. you know you see those purple signs, and you're just like, oh, oh I'm yeah, home. I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember we were driving in this last trip, and the kids were just like, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" And it's like you'll know when you're there watch for the science.
2: <laughs> yep. And uh it's it's also kind of having having everything there with their ability to kind of build anything that they want and I'm sure we'll get into that later uh about uh how their their own municipality uh and they can pretty much build whatever they want with the resorts and with the dining and and everything kind of in that in that area it's just so cool to be able to kind of move around the whole Disney World and go from place to place one of my favorite things to do is just like resort hop and just kind of like be all all around uh those areas and just check out all those those cool areas um so yeah for me the big thing is definitely that's definitely one of one of the big things for me it just feels so perfect which was one of uh walt's big ideas was that he wanted to be able to uh, develop land better than anybody had, had ever done that. And I think that definitely shines through with the way that Disney puts everything together.
1: We can definitely talk about those aspects of what Walt was thinking when we get to Epcot, but oh yeah. uh, the, just the, you know, they have their own fire department, they have <laughs> their own road system. Like you said, they, uh, they have a, a monorail. I mean, nobody has a monorail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh. Yeah, it's uh but it's just so cool to kind of move around um that whole area and um it's kind of it's kind of fun when you end up at like also oh, so I've stayed at the All-Stars before and they're kind of like out on f- the fringe of of Disney and it's kind of cool to like you said you're, you're not always coming in through the front gates so there's not always a big giant Disney um banner showing when you when you get on to Disney property but it's always very cool once you once you drive on to Disney property because it just it it feels different not not only just from the road signs which is how everything's manicured and everything like that they they do such a good job with everything
1: there really is a Disney bubble that they have going on and (laughs) I appreciate being in that bubble Uh, a fun story is to just to go on the side here we went uh right after animal kingdom had opened Mm -hmm. and we were using bus transportation to get around and we got on the bus and all of a sudden we're by Walgreens, CVS, we're by gas stations. Where are we? The bus driver didn't even know yet. That's how new it was. (laughs) Somehow we ended up outside the bubble and you could tell like immediately that something was wrong because Mm -hmm. you weren't in the bubble anymore. And I, that And you, you're right, being in that bubble and having those road signs and having the manicured lawns, it's just everything is so much different than the outside world. Oh, yeah. It allows you that escape. And that's why you go there. Exactly. Right? You want to escape from the real world.
2: Exactly. That's why you go there so that things can feel different and things can feel, feel organized and safe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Brian, what do you got?
1: You know, you were talking about resort hopping. Resort hopping has got to be one of my favorite things. Uh, Going into the parks, uh, obviously, is at the top. um, But resort hopping is definitely one of my favorite things to do. We were able to go and see New Orleans. We were able to go see Hawaii. We were able to go see, you know, whatever grand floridian is after
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the
1: victorian age that whole thing you know mm-hmm. you can you can time travel and you can go to different uh areas and you don't have to pay for a park ticket to even do it
2: yeah yeah i i i love doing the um the magic kingdom monorail loop where uh you go to grand floridian you go to the polynesian and just kind of like hanging out uh at those those areas um it's it's and, it, and it's one of those cool things that not a lot of people know that you can you can do that that you can go to resorts that you're not staying at and a lot of times what happens is you end up going there and you end up seeing all these amazing things that you could be doing at your resort and you end up staying at other resorts because of it
1: and i think you and i would probably agree though that the biggest thing at the end of the day is seeing fireworks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and that's where resort hopping really can help, too, is that not only can you be in the park and see fireworks, but they've created so many areas now where you can see fireworks from outside the park. Mm-hmm. And to see them from those different angles uh, just adds to the magic that they get, that they have there.
2: Yeah, I, I've, I have a couple friends who, um, when wishes went away... Uh, which, which is, was the old uh, fireworks show for Magic Kingdom. Um, they were pretty worried because they uh, they watched fireworks a lot. In um, they were they stayed at Bay Lake Tower, so they would rent one of those giant suites and watch the fireworks almost every night from Bay Lake Tower. And they were worried that the new fireworks show wasn't going to cater to people um, because of uh, people for, and in Bay Lake Tower because of. Um, all the projections that they're using but mm-hmm. they found that there, are uh even though it seems like there's uh, less fireworks because of projection really there's more fireworks so they're they weren't too disappointed when <laughs> they went to disney recently and and um saw happily ever after so yeah it's 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 real important to people not only just viewing those fireworks in the parks but also other other places uh like contemporary
1: yeah, if you're able to go to California Grill and and watch fireworks, man, that that's the way you do it.
2: That's a that's a big bucket list thing for me. Just just going to California Grill and Will, um, because I've never been and I hear amazing things about it. Uh, and that'll be another thing that we do um, on this podcast is kind of talk about the places we have been and kind of reviewing those things and letting people know what it's like if you're gonna go on a trip and spend all this money, you want to make sure that you're hitting things that are going to be things that are going to be mem- memorable, that are, uh, are worth the money. And we, we know this all too well because I can't speak for you, Brian, but I think the longest I've stayed, uh, on Disney property is like five days, uh, just because of, I mean, I'm not made of money, but, um, right. But being from the Midwest, that's all, that's all, we can muster uh pretty much every year so
1: yeah we actually on our honeymoon did 8 nights and i don't say no. 9 days we did 8 nights yeah because we got in late and we left early so mm. it was wonderful though
2: yeah i've 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 always wanted to do that i've always wanted to just like like really really be out there for like a week plus um and that's another thing we can talk about um in later episodes is just how much there is to do, uh, at Disney there, uh, there's so much. I feel, and it's funny because I feel like I go out there and pretty much like, I don't really stick to a schedule. Well, I, I schedule things, uh, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I don't really stick to the same schedule, but I always kind of feel like I'm doing most of the same stuff, but it's, it all kind of feels different because there's always some little variant of what to do so it's not like you go to magic kingdom and you have the same experience every single time especially with how they're building all these new, new attractions with like Epcot and stuff like that it always feels like things are changing and things are different and there's just so much to do
1: there really is so much to do you know you could spend an entire week there and never have to walk into a park if you really wanted to. Exactly.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: There's so much you could do, but I can't get there all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: can't get there enough. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so there's always more to do and new things to do, but I do spend a lot of time at home trying to do things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: trying to pass the time away until I get back there. And that's of what things do you do?
2: What, what kind of things do I do? <laughs> well, Brian, the things that I do for coping to be away from uh, Disney World. There was a there was a good transition there, Brian. Good job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Not the greatest.
2: <laughs> We're, we'll get better at it. We'll get better at it. Um, but in all seriousness, co- that this is kind of what we've started this uh, podcast about is. Um, coping with being away from Disney world and trust us. We we've had a conversation of trying to find a different word other than coping for so long, but we're just, we're sticking to it. We're just, <laughs> that's the word we've come <laughs> up with. But some of the things that I uh, like to do is if you go into a uh, Disney hotel, they always have those kind of like infomercial type commercials on on the TV it's like the first two channels there's the first channel which is like your information channel which is I love that channel too. anything with Disney I love it uh, but the information channel which gives you like park times and times for like how, what time downtown Disney or Disney Springs closes and stuff like that um, and it kind of it all just kind of like moves across the screen but there's also must-do Disney's um, which is kind of a, a cult classic in, in my opinion. And it's basically this, this lady, her name is Stacy, who takes you around um, all of the, the must-dos, I'm doing air quotes right now, must-dos uh, at Disney World. Um, and she kind of she takes you from park to park, and she takes you to the, the water parks uh, and talks about Disney Springs. Uh, and it's kind of like, like, what are the most important things to hit? Uh, while you're at Disney World, some of them are a little questionable with some of the things that that she does. That if it's a must do or not, and we can talk about that later. But it's just kind of like having that. I don't. Know, I don't know why I just I love it so much, uh, and I think it's because usually as soon as we get to our hotel, that's on the TV. Like as soon as we get in, we turn that on, and that kind of makes it feel like it's real. Like you're you're in Disney. You've got Stacey on the TV doing must do Disney's. And you're in the hotel and you're there. Like you finally kind of get to like, especially after riding on an airplane or driving in a car, which we've done before. uh, I don't suggest it, especially from Wisconsin because it's around 24 to 25 hours. But you've you've kind of finally, you've traveled so long. You finally get to the hotel room and you can put your bags down and finally start to relax. And what do I usually do? I turn on Stacey and her must do's. And sit on the bed for a little bit, but yeah, that's that's one of the big things that I uh, I like to do is turn that on. They have a YouTube channel called Resort TV. I think it's Resort TV One, but they have almost every year of must-dos on there, starting from around like two thousand seven is when Stacy first started. They have stuff from from uh, before, but all the way up to like I think the most recent one is Feb- February uh, from twenty twenty. And being the Disney nerd I am, of course I know that. But it's just turning that on and kind of going about my day, especially now with COVID, because I'm I'm I work from home. I'm sitting in a room all the time. I just turn that on, and it feels like I'm at a Disney resort, and I'm about to go hit the parks. Of course, I don't. I don't, and I can't. But um, and then I get sad. But it's a it's kind of a good way. <laughs> it's kind of a good way to kind of make me feel like i'm at home and when i say at home i mean disney home
1: yeah absolutely i use at home just like that all the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i don't watch those channels much when i'm there because i'm usually up getting ready and out the door as quick as i can mm-hmm. uh, i did turn on the scrolling channel with all the times a lot in the morning when we would be there this last trip but. uh the trip before that, my daughter was clinging to me all the time and we ended up watching a lot of the new Mickey mouse shorts. Mm. So I actually have some good feelings around that show whenever it comes on because I was in our room during that time and just on vacation and and loving every minute of it. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I totally agree. Those are great things to do. I, myself, I started listening to podcasts. And then now I do a lot of live streams when I can, I want to see people in the park. I want to see them walking around talking about what's going on right now in Disney. That makes me real, feel very connected. So maybe can high <laughs> you should have your recordings on in the morning and then switch to live streams later so that you are going to the park.
2: Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i I love those live streams too and actually brian um i've i've watched them before but there was right around this kind of be kind of a current event type thing right around when the parks reopened there was just like a surge of of live streams and it really kind of got me more into uh watching those live streams and uh, it was cool kind of finding new new youtubers uh that uh, go to the parks, uh, often and do live streams. So that was, uh, that was really cool. And that, uh, was something that, uh, Brian, I think you, you got me a little bit more into because we ended up for, for probably about a week, we, we would be working and we would also be, uh, texting each other about what live stream we were going to watch next and what, <laughs> what yeah. people were doing in their live streams.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we were, we would watch those live streams during the day and then end and then it would be like, now what do we do? And we'd be messaging each other and trying to find the next one. So we're looking for whoever's live at that point.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And my favorite was was kind of complaining about certain people doing like standing in line and talk and giving shout-outs, which shout-outs were cool. Uh, but when it's just a person standing in line at Disney giving shout-outs to people, that kind of gets annoying after a while. Um, yeah, somebody so... got stuck in line
1: for like 45 minutes and then yeah. it was just Hi so and so. Hi so and so. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, it's funny though because I I love uh, I love when they when they talk about the thing that I commented. Um, but yeah, it's 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 always kind of weird when they all they're doing is just saying names and states. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's always pretty funny.
1: But it's always fun to hear your name and state mentioned though. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, really, wouldn't you rather hear your name said? I mean, come on
2: exactly yeah, yeah it's it's very hypocritical for us to <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid, oh, they said her name, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, it was really cool kind of finding um, getting more into that something that you were you were already into, but it kind of it makes me feel and when people do it right, like I'll, I'll give him a big shout out because he's one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, when Tim Tracker goes into the parks and kind of does his like day at the parks, um, it feels like I'm going to the park with a friend and it felt mm-hmm. that way since like the first couple of videos that I watched from him. And uh, I think that's just how charismatic he is and, and kind of the way that he he uh does everything with you. Um it's not always that way with, with um people who live stream, but that's kind of like what I get from it is I'm getting to go to the parks with like five hundred five hundred of my friends and they're all commenting where they're from and their name. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's that's that's kind of what I love about it is is it feels like I'm going to the parks with a friend, but I'm in fact hundreds of miles away from Disney World.
1: And prior to the COVID problem that we have, uh, we would typically end the night with Tim Tracker. Mm-hmm. We, you know, having three kids, we were constantly moving and doing something, but at the end of the day we'd get everyone in bed and then go, okay, we have an hour or so. And we'd watch, you know, a Tim Tracker video. And that was enough for us. At least we had our our taste. But now being home every day, like you said, we're working from home, we're in a room all day long. What are we gonna listen to? And you have those videos on and we can watch the live streams and, you know, Maybe we get to ride on a mansion today. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's fun, and it makes you feel like you're there.
2: Yeah, and and I'm sure we'll go further into the ways that we like to trick ourselves to think that we're in um, in Disney World. Stuff like buying candles from places and yeah. watching Polynesian. um and watching uh like ride through videos stuff like that we'll we'll go way deeper into that but um i think a good starting point for both of us is just being able to be in the parks uh, on a live stream and just kind of see what's happening and especially right now with covid it's kind of cool to go to be in the parks live and kind of seeing how people are treating COVID and how the parks are uh, treating COVID. Um, and so that that was definitely one of the big things that i found interesting, like the first week that everything opened was just seeing how they were going to do all of this.
1: Well, and I think that was part of the week of live streams that we were a part of is that they had just reopened and we needed our fix.
0: Oh, like Yeah. That you know
2: (laughs) yeah
1: uh uh, so yeah it was it was it's been very good having
2: that outlet Mm -hmm. it's been a tough time uh even for people who live in orlando who are able to get out to the parks uh as much as they want to i'm sure it's still still difficult uh for them during this time of covid
1: yes absolutely uh and i was hearing that there are some other like uh layoffs coming uh, not direct cast members necessarily but uh other people are getting, being laid off because the parks are not as full and they're not as busy right now so mm-hmm. uh, it, you know whatever we can do to help that i don't know i suppose if i get in a plane that would be the best thing but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's been hard and uh, you and I we talked about it. we want to keep this more of an upbeat type of thing and uh but we need to stick with current events too so
2: yeah, speaking of current events, um one of the big news stories uh that's kind of um hitting out this week is Disney has made uh, a covid uh testing site on property, and I'm actually framing this differently than what other people have been um, talking about because everybody's been coming out saying that Disney has uh, come to terms with the Actors' Equity Union, which they haven't really, uh, nobody's really come out to say when actors are gonna be coming back to the parks. But one of the big things that the Actors' Equity Union wanted uh, Disney to do was to have something on property, a place on property for people to get tested for COVID. Uh, so this is a big step in the right direction for actors and performers coming back to Disney World. But everybody's kind of framing it as uh, Disney did this for the Actors' Equity Union. Disney was actually doing it for more of like a community, an area to go to get tested for COVID. Um, it wasn't for any one union. They just uh, They've been stating that it's just there because they wanted to do it for their community. Um, but it does open that door for... Uh, and I
1: think a lot of that, a lot of the stories are probably coming from the fact that the union themselves said, we have pushed for testing, we have pushed for a site, and now we are ready to come back to work because exactly. of this. And so nobody said when. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it'll be within the next couple of weeks.
2: Oh, yeah. And and Disney had said before, before all of this uh, controversy happened, that they were going to be trying to get actors back into um, productions and back into rehearsals and stuff like that. So hopefully they have a pretty swift plan in place um, for stuff like this. I have a couple friends who um, they're performers at Disney, but they're not equity um they're actually they're uh musicians one of them is in uh the jammeters uh out at ebcot and they've actually um some of the some of the stuff that they do is right on the stage right in front of the american pavilion so there's already stuff happening but it's it's kind of like smaller um smaller performances nothing nothing huge like beauty and the beast or anything like that so
1: as far as current events go i wanted to mention mulan Mm -hmm. Not only do we cope with videos and stuff from the parks, but we also have movies that we watch. Mm -hmm. And the new live-action Mulan has been directly affected by COVID. It was supposed to come out back in May, and they had to push it back. And now the decision was made on September 4th. They are going to release this to Disney+ but it's not just a release. It's a $30 premiere or premium release that they're making. And I've really struggled with this one because Mulan is not the original Mulan. I I enjoy it. My daughter loves it. It's not one that has been high on my radar though, Uh, but the trailers and the previews that I've seen For this live-action version has intrigued me. It's been, has looked good, Uh, but outside of Star Wars, I don't make plans to go to movie (laughs) theaters very often. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, knowing that I could buy this and have it in my house is intriguing. We did it with that long-haired movie from another company that we don't like to talk about. Uh, (laughs) Back in back in April, we did do that one. Uh, The girls, the kids loved that one. Uh, But $30 on a subscription service that if I were to ever cancel, I no longer have access to it is a hard pill for me to swallow.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, a a good question would be if it was any of the other uh, live action movies, uh, if it was up to that quality, would that still be so difficult for you? Um, Which for me a lot of these, some of these live-action movies have been really, really good, and some of them have kind of fallen flat. And I think it, that comes from we have that nostalgia already for these movies, and we want them to be exactly how they were when we were younger. Um, which that's something that I, I've, I've always found kind of annoying, but that's how we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's that's a good question. Is uh, if if you knew it was going to be if it was something that you were able to go to a movie theater and only pay maybe like ten bucks for uh and view and see if it's worth thirty dollars, uh, would that would that change your mind? So maybe that would have been something that Dizzy could have done is like had a rent option and then a buy option. But
1: well, and I, there's a lot of different arguments out there. One of them is it's cheaper for me to buy it in my house than take my family to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I can see that, but you're not getting a movie theater experience at home either. Yeah, You're getting your movie at home experience. So I do like the idea of having uh, premiered movies right in my home right away. So I don't have to go to the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's where I come back to, I've struggled with this one. Mm. And if it was star Wars, I think I'd be, feeling completely different because I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> even question it. I just say, take my money, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Uh, but when it's something that looked interesting and I normally wouldn't probably run off to the theater to see it anyway, I'm having trouble with it.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm in your same boat. Um, one of the cool things that I have seen though, is that it's more true to the original Mulan story than uh, the the Disney version before, uh, which I think could be pretty cool. But how so many people
1: know that story?
2: Exactly. That's the thing. Um, and it's not
1: going to be held up against that story. It's going to be held up against the original.
2: Very correct. Uh, movie. So it, it's it's intriguing is probably the perfect word for it. <laughs> yeah. It's very <laughs> intriguing.
1: <laughs> the action scenes that we've seen clips of look really good. and
2: and it's disney so i i I wouldn't expect anything less but at the same time you just you you never really know what's going to be coming out so that's our opening trip around walt disney world we wanted to get you a couple tips for your next trip so don't forget about that free water and use that string bag
1: we discussed the disney bubble and their road signs resort hopping and getting to see fireworks from many vantage points beyond the parks
2: in our main segment, we want to help you stay connected to Walt Disney World when you can't be there. And for that, we mentioned watching Stacy and her must-dos and live streams from the parks. Finally,
1: we covered some current events. Hopefully, we'll be seeing those
2: shows return soon. We want you to join us on our Facebook page. There, you'll find a post about Mulan. Let us know in the comments if you're going to be purchasing it on Disney+. Plus. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles From Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it.